0: Now my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au I
1: really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music
0: anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, welcome to Rome, episode 332 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Trevor along with you from EFTM.com and Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. What's the, I don't even know what the word for hello is. Arrivederci. Oh, is that goodbye? I think that's goodbye. Buonasera. that's good night. sera is night. Yeah.
1: Hello. Ciao. Ciao, Ciao
0: is goodbye. Ciao. So no, we, 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 it's, we, it's we, goodbye in hello. Is it? Okay. Well, ciao, ciao. <laughs> Prego. Uh, oh, pronto. You ring someone, they say, Pronto. Just you know, so start they speaking. Say hello, they say no. pronto. Pronto. That means hurry up, idiot, and talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Pronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, listen to two blokes talking tech. Thanks to the good people at uh, Netgear and Sense. We are in Rome. Thanks to the good people at Samsung, and we'll bring you all of that information um, throughout the show, plus a bunch of other tech news about Stephen. Um, long flight, long place to come for a regional forum, um, given that the Southeast, Southeast Asia. Asian Regional Forum, Southeast Asia Oceania Regional Forum being held in Rome. Um I did question that um, because it was a long way to come, but it turns out what they're doing is they're having uh, they the us. Europe uh, the day before us, yep. the Americas the day after us, and essentially they had to set up one show and uh, and walk away, um, you know, without oh, having to plane. do a whole. Oh no! Oh, to be honest, 29, 29 hours on a plane it was it was it was enough. Think of the points for the Virgin points. Oh no, One hundred percent, actually two hundred fifty percent because yeah. of platinum, but. Um, the- <laughs> it's terrible.
1: <laughs> I like how you dropped in at your platinum there.
0: Hi, hi to the corner, I'm also platinum.
1: Close, close to platinum one, actually. I'm getting close to platinum one.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so Regional Forum, very strange event really because first time they've done it and um, just a one-day thing for us in terms of the activity required to you know really get behind the scenes of what Samsung's looking at. Our press conference, a bit of a guided tour, and then some some. Not round tables, because it was just like a lecture hall, a classroom, um, in a classroom um, listening to Samsung executives talk. But it was very interesting. There were yeah. some new products announced. Um, there were some very insightful conversations had. So let's, I don't know where to kick it off, man. Let's kick it off with the Frame TV. Um, Frame TV has been very popular. I don't know by what measure popular, but certainly I hear a lot of good things about it. Yeah. A lot of people want it because they like the idea of the TV that doesn't just turn off. It's a it's a work it's, of art. It's so different,
1: isn't it? That's why there's nothing else like it in the market. That's why yeah. Samsung got a bit of a jump there.
0: So they say very popular, selling well. I think Harvey's are very happy. It's available at Harvey's and DJ's and, and with Samsung Direct. But it was available 55 and 65 inch. You're talking four and a bit grand for the 65, 2700 for the 55. And now they've released a 43 inch at 1799 yeah. Now 1799 for such a cool bit of tech is actually really good value. Value, and I think they're actually aiming this at the the bedroom, the the second room, the kitchen, dining room area, and that kind of thing. But there'll smart be people with with a forty three inch lounge room TV as well. I think it's a good move. I think
1: it's a smart move. And you got to remember, forty three inches is still quite a big TV. Like yeah. we're now, because because we're now looking, and that's sort of part of what we'll talk about. We're going bigger, but forty three inches. Do you remember when flat panels first came out, and forty two was the the, the size? Mm.
0: Which was massive.
1: Push- which was at the time, yeah, was big and still is big, uh, even even in a decent sized room. So forty three will work out not only in terms of size but also the price. That that's a pretty good price. Yeah. But okay. having it in the bedroom and but also having like you got the option of having a a floor stand rather than a wall mounted right. option. So right. I reckon that might be for people in the corner of the bedroom might sort of look a bit
0: stylish. Yeah, and I think the other thing we saw was they also have a, a thirty nine inch. Or 36
1: 30, inch, 32 inch. I think they've got, for,
0: but for other markets. No, right? yeah, but but that's the thing. Like yeah. it, it could well be that if this goes well enough, we might get these even smaller. And there's one in between the the, the 43 yeah, and right. the 55 as well. well Plus there's imagine- there's more more frames coming too, because there's yeah. a, there's a black wooden frame coming as well. So they're really going hard on this. Given that, as you said, go big or go home. A couple of times, Samsung executives or Samsung representatives. Um, said in passing to us, not really you know, on the record comments, but a couple of times they said in passing that 75 was the new 65. So yes. 75 plus is where people are asking and, and wanting TVs. And, and apparently Australians mm-hmm. leading the way, according to what I heard at the, in the, during the
1: forum, is that Aussies have always been the early adopters, but also love a big TV and we're, we're the market that's sort of pushing, edging that upwards where 65 mm-hmm. is the new normal and 75 is, is increasing. And uh, – but it, it was interesting to me how, you know, TV is obviously a massive part of the Samsung story, number one manufacturer in the world. And apparently in Southeast Asia, there was like 30, almost 35% of every uh, UHD TV sold was a Samsung. So they were obviously giving us some great information there. But moving on from the TVs, the whole multi-device strategy and their whole connected experience, mm. that to me was sort of the under underlying reason why we were here, mm. where the you think of the breadth of Samsung's products, not many other companies can match them.
0: LG is the only real company that can come close but not really match them. And you made the point yesterday that they can match them everywhere but mobiles. Um, They've got got all the appliances, they've got the TVs, but they just don't have the mobile phone penetration. And because the mobile phone... Can be the hub of all this. It can be the controller of all this. And frankly, the mobile phone is the thing that we I think we're most loyal to in terms of brand. Um, that's why I think it's Samsung wins that ecosystem race better than anyone, including Apple. You know, um, and, and just just on that, like the, the Samsung is also part of the the open the open system,
1: so they're, they're not barring other companies. Like you, you could run fam, Samsung products from your iPhone or other other brands of yeah. phones. Can't I can't can't imagine Apple being that generous. They
0: did talk about that, and is it Sunji Koo, who's the Executive Vice President of um, Smart Home Automation and Home IT, or Smart Appliances and Home IT with Samsung, um, had a good chat, and we chatted to him separately. He'll be on the Tech Guide podcast. He was on my radio show this week. Um, Made some really good points about that, and he did. He was questioned many times about how open it was. He was very smart at talking around in circles, not really giving direct answers, I'll be honest. but. In terms of how open they are, I mean, my my question is, if we're going to be truly open, can I have an LG washing machine, a Samsung fridge? Um, Do you know what I mean? Like that's where. Let's be clear, Samsung and LG are the head-to-head competitors in the home space, and not until I've got an LG washing machine that can talk to a Samsung fridge are we truly open. I'm not sure either company is going to you know push and look for that.
1: Yeah, although – and I think SmartThings is the app that that sort of underpins all this as well, and that was a company they acquired about three or four years ago, which, you know, right place, right time for SmartThings. But the – they did give an example, though, where the they demonstrated the openness to a degree, and I think this was the same demo they did at CES, where they showed the family hub fridge, which was one of the other products they mentioned at the forum, the new third third generation coming out. They did, they did show uh, the ring doorbell being available to see the who's at your door on the yeah. fridge. They showed the Netgear Arlo camera feeds as well, whether... They can talk to each other. Whether the, the you suggested an LG washing machine can slot in, or another television can slot in. I, I don't think you can mirror another TV no. to family hub unless it's a Samsung. Is that's that right? right so yeah. they're kind of already showing their cards a bit there, haven't they? But- yeah. I
0: mean that's I, and I'm not suggesting that's the bad thing. That's life. We we understand the corporate world they live in, but in, in a time where see the, pl- the challenge for this whole ecosystem is you don't just replace your whole bloody home, right? It's it's one thing at a time. I've been unlucky or lucky enough to have to do washing machine and fridge in the last 18 months. And mate, I can't imagine, well, I can't imagine doing them again for 10 years, right? Um, You know, TV for most people is five to seven years. So it's a really long turnaround time. It has to be an end game. One of my concerns, I think, actually, with things like the Family Hub fridge and just all of these devices is if you get in too early how much are you screwing yourself for the future, right? Because if you get something today that looks like it's going to be the be-all and end-all, but then there's a new standard in two years that doesn't get updated into that, are you completely stuffed? Yeah. And you think about, like, the smart home stuff that we've done. My house is full of bloody Wemos and this and that. Yeah. And most of it not perfectly integrating into the modern smart home world. I kind of need to update those things.
1: Well, I mean, did some was it you that asked the question about family hub? You've already got a family hub fridge, yeah. the third gen and its features. I think the old family hub will have an just a firmware upgrade. And it'll work, or
0: yeah. So there's been this is the third family hub, the the one the original one from 2016. Didn't have a microphone, essentially. It didn't have uh, a voice uh, control. The second generation that's on sale now, which is the one that I've got, has a voice control. Like there's an on off button for the microphone. Yeah. That's the way you know that you'll get the update. So I'll get the version three update, which is great. But what about the people that bought the first one for yeah. five and a half grand, right? They, they, yeah, they, they, list, they, they miss out on. Yes. Yeah. They miss out on some of the – because that, that, that advances. The advances they're putting in a family hub, which are critical, by the way, are you know, things like recognising multiple voices. And through this podcast, this will become a very big theme. The ability to recognise Jackson from Harrison, from Victoria, yeah. from Amanda, from Trevor is critical for that fridge to understand who's leaving the memo, whose appointments are we looking at, whose day am I giving. Yeah, well, you could rock up to the fridge and say, uh, hey, Bixby, what's my
1: day look like? And then it'll give you the news and the weather and your, your appointments but then someone else in the house can do the, get have the exact same experience and personalise to their yeah. calendar and all their stuff.
0: So, I mean, I, I like what Samsung's doing. I think they did a good job of pushing their open ecosystem. Um, the, you know, the Family Hub update is, is good, but again, in Australia, we're getting a couple of models. In America, they have, I think, 15 to 20 different models of Family Hub. We're, we've only got a couple because you can't expect Harvey Norman to, to stock you know, 10 different models and maybe only sell three of them. That's the challenge in Australia is what they call SKUs, the number. It's like the same with smartphones, right? We always have the problem where they announce four different colours and we only get black and white oh, because they, they can't risk putting blue ones into every store and only selling them in three different stores. Yeah. So that's our challenge as Australians. But I, I think that the family hub is a great part of the ecosystem, I don't think it's the smartest or best fridge on the market because I think annoyingly what LG do with some of their stuff is also very interesting and you wish they'd all just work together and come up with one set of uh, of, of solutions, but it's a cracking uh, cracking device which they want to be, as per the name, the hub of that entire ecosystem. They want it to be the place where you see what's happening with the washing machine, what's happening on the TV, what's happening with your light bulbs and stuff like that, which is why they I think they invest – more than you would normally do into the marketing and the, and the pushing of this product? Well, I had the Family Hub on
1: the Studio 10 segment last week and it was interesting to see people's reactions to it, like people who had, had never seen it before. And a lot of them were just absolutely just gobsmacked at the. Well, you can mirror your TV, your Samsung TV, to the fridge. But the feature that got everyone was the ability to look inside when you're down at the supermarket. So you think, oh, do I have milk and do I have bread or but whatever?
0: See, see, and I'll spend some time on it, an extensive review, but there are a couple of things. The the mirroring of your TV it's pretty rubbish. Yeah, right. Like it's really it's really uh, laggy. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not fluid. It's not it's not okay. brilliant. Um, looking inside your fridge, it's quite a closed off view. It's like you can't see into the corners of the fridge, so you mm-hmm. can't really. See everything you in see the fridge. The shells, you can see all the shelves, but you're only seeing what's pretty much in the middle. And if you if you've got a full fridge, you can't see what's behind. Like it's yeah, it's a very interesting but. thing to, to to use when you're when you're down the shops. Frankly, it's amazing for seeing if you've got milk because milk stands out in the fridge. Yeah, but, but if the margarine's been hidden behind the bowl of <laughs> bowl of grapes, I'm stuffed. I don't know if it's there or not. Yeah, right. But the with the new fridge, I, as I understand, you can you can add
1: your food inventory. So you can, as you put it in the fridge, you just say, right, I've just put two bananas in Mate, there. Who's doing that? Experi- Expire. Who's day. doing we'll, that? Well, if you, I think if you want to take, not many people would do it, but it'd be easy if you like scan products and put them in there. Yeah, but- I think
0: we need barcode scanning or image recognition. We're, 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 yeah, we're five yeah, years away from that, I reckon, though, but that's where it needs to get to. The, 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 the smart fridge have- is the one that knows what's in it without you telling it. Yeah, they, 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 you're right. But the, the, the point they made was that
1: they wanted to not only, they want to reduce food waste. One way of doing that is by looking in the fridge and thinking, okay, I don't need to buy milk because I've already got some. So how many times have you bought milk and you've already got some? So waste of money, wasted food. So what they want to do is try to make your food last longer with you giving you that better food management and even having, if you do go to the trouble of saying, right, all these food is in there and this is the stuff that expires the soonest, it'll suggest recipes to use that food first. So... I, I can see their heart's in the right place. Just trying to get, trying to get your, uh, your food to last longer.
0: See, my wife's put a bowl of I don't know grapes or something in the bottom shelf yeah, of the fridge. You don't need grapes. I've got no idea what's behind it though. I've got no idea what's in that bag. So you do need to spend some time going through. And and for some reason, one of our kids has named one of the eggs Egbert in the fridge. Okay. But you know, it's all there. But it's a lot of hard work to use it and do it. So I like what they're doing, but I still think we're we're not even at generation one yet. Like in terms of actual oh, of moving forward, even though we're yeah. at the third iteration of it, we're not even at the first generation that that's big. Um, but then, what about the laundry? Mate? Oh mate, gonna, I'm not allowed, allowed to. What? I'm, I'm not, not allowed a, to. I stuffed it up once. Really? You did that on purpose? No, on I it? didn't, mate. You I've did. just been banished. So I'll yeah. I'll I'll now. I'll now relieve the laundry of a bunch of easy stuff, but I'm not allowed to do the, the bulk <laughs> of it now. You can take it out of the washing machine and hang it up. Oh, I'll get, oh if there's socks and undies, I'll, I'll do that. That's an easy load. Okay. That's I can do that. But if there's other people's shirts and things, I'm not allowed to risk okay. that. Yeah. Well, the, the quick drive
1: washing machine was another uh, product they unveiled. We'll go through the appliances before we get to the entertainment hmm. stuff. The uh, the the thing with it with this, and they thought, well, what what's, what's the pain point for people doing the washing, and it's how long the load takes. Which is I thought that was quite an obvious thing to, to look at, but apparently not. Quick drive is yeah, they had to do qu- uh, surveys to find that yeah, out. Yeah, what do you what don't you like? I don't like that the washing takes two and a half hours. Okay, let's make it half the time. So they reduce it by fifty percent the the washing time by by having the, the drum and the and the and the main the back plate to work independently of each other. So moving your clothes up and down the drum uh is, it happens a lot faster. Without, without compromising the quality of the washing. Also uses 20% less energy. Has also got the add wash feature so you can tuck, put the sock in that you've forgotten. How often do you forget socks? You forget socks often? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it also, but here's what I like about it, how it comes up with, there's an app that can help you find the right so, uh, wash cycle for your clothes. So in my I had a look at it yesterday and I chose lingerie. And it said, "Okay, a, here, it's a delicate fabric, so try I have, this. if I,
0: I could have sworn you were going to say you chose footy shorts no, or something, just, just to test it out, thought, mate. Whatever, mate. Whatever takes your fancy, so but it's the laundry recipe. But then it also, all, <laughs> it also had the laundry
1: planner, which is this other, other sort of the time management thing where oh, you can.
0: <laughs> <said>.
1: <laughs> it was the it was on. To be honest, it was one of the first on the list. Anyway, so anyway,
0: you were drawn to
1: it, yeah." And, uh, but the laundry plan is another one too, where you can actually specify a time. So, say you've got a busy afternoon, say, right, I want all the washing to be done by midday. So you can hit the laundry planner; it'll tell you, okay, you need to put the washing in now, and it'll be done, and do this, and it'll be done by that time. So it just gives you a bit more control of your day rather than be governed by the washing machine still running this long cycle.
0: Yeah. Now, the the other product they announced, which is such a competitive market, and they're trying to say this is Australia's most powerful. It's going to be just a swinging contest of all of all ends. Is this new vacuum cleaner, the PowerStick Pro? Yeah. Again, you know, Dyson did not. Uh, premiere this category, but they did bring it to to the mass. This is the stick vacuum, battery operated. Um, they're talking forty minutes of of uh, vacuuming time here, which is powerful. a lot. Um, Dyson, and if you want to have your go for? like it's three good. minutes these days, it's what? just awful. Like, it's old. So about your stick vacuum cleaner, mate. Not you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that
0: what we're talking about? The, the Dyson. Stick our Dyson's vac- old, and it's the battery's dead on it. It's rubbish, really? so we don't use it. We just okay, use awesome. it. You know, for about twenty minutes. Twenty. Yeah the hot swap battery having a spare battery which i first saw on LG's yeah. cord 0 remember the yes, second yes. second battery such a good thing because right even if you just need another 5 minutes let alone what it's a very smart thing to do and they've done a lot of stuff on this to make the angles that you can you vacuum at yep. better and different the, the and they reckon it's, ball. they reckon it's bloody powerful i mean that's the that's I'm the challenge here watts. Yeah, but what? It, but again, what does it actually mean? Because these demos they do on, you know, infomercials versus, you yeah, know, right here. What does it, it really? Well, yeah, but they're not going to demo something they don't know is going to work. The First thing I said, come was – come to my house.
1: Uh, first thing I said it was, uh, I'd, 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 the, I'd sack your roommate who keeps dropping sand and rice on your floor yeah. for a start, yeah. you know, in, that, in those quantities, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the, the, I, the the 150 watts, I think they say, is the most powerful. And whether this is the Dyson killer, we don't know. But it's going to be released in April. Rule. Pricing, we don't know
0: either, because Dyson. Yeah, totally. A Dyson's like eight hundred bucks. The yeah. the stick vacuum, but yeah. see again, power versus suction, two different things. You know, the power of this might be one hundred fifty watts, but what is the suction? I think we need a measure of suction.
1: They did say that the uh, the rotating brush has something to do with the suction as well, because it it can add more suction power as it as it is picks up stuff off the floor. So the the head as well as the motor kind of work
0: in conjunction here to. To to create more suction. Two blokes talking vacuums. Who would suction, have ever thought? Eh?
1: Never, never nothing wrong with more suction.
0: <laughs> you do not even got
1: going anywhere near that, are you? Awesome. Well, we've we've talked about all the appliances. What about the uh, the soundbar? Was the oh, oh yeah. they were they were really impressive. These two new soundbars. <laughs> the. The N750, was it the 750? No, N700, NW700 because it's wall-mounted, yeah. and the N650. Yeah. So uh, you heard the
0: demo there. We, we... Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the 650 is a small, like I'm talking like sort of about three and a half centimetres tall. Like it's yeah. quite a slim unit compared is, to their yeah. big. So their big mother is the K950. Yes. Dolby Atmos, the whole kit, has got rear speakers, all that kind of stuff. This thing's much thinner than that, and it has this technology in it which pushes the audio out through tiny little holes in some pipes, and it gives you this feeling of surround sound, which is not. Look, it's not as good as surround sound. But it was pretty bloody impressive the what, the what it was able to do, and this is going to be what they call mid-range, which I think is going to end up being seven hundred to a thousand bucks if yeah. I was to guess, because they haven't announced price. It's the
1: acoustic beam technology is what they call it, and, and basically what it does is, you know, they still cut left, right, center channel, but the acoustic beam pushes out all this other sound so to create sort of panoramic sound so you're hearing sounds in other parts of the room apart from the distinct left and right channels that that's that's kind of gives you that room filling sound without having speakers scattered around the room the 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 750 though the NW seven hundred, I should say, the NW seven hundred, really stylish. It's only like it's only five and a half, not even five and a half centimeters thick off the wall. So for customers who've got the the wall mounted TV, you know how they've got the zero gap wall mount. So you don't want a, this sound bar that sticks out further, way further than that. So they've set it up so that it's wall mountable, and you can actually unclip it and sort of tilt it down while it's still on the wall and put your cables in and do whatever you need and then clip it back up on the wall again. And to fit all of that, those speakers in that such a small space, it's like 41% narrower than the previous model, which is they've, they've really taken advantage of their audio labs where I think a lot of the engineering is done in Korea, but- it's tested and perfected in the audio labs, which I've been to in LA. They're an amazing setup they've got there. I think they're reaping the benefits though of the sound quality out of these.
0: Absolutely amazing. One of the things I said was because they've they've designed it to be wall mounted, you get the benefit of the wall mounting actually playing a role in the sound. Yes. So at low frequencies, you get a better you get a better bass. Yeah.
1: Walls part um, of the speaker because
0: the walls That's part right. of the speaker. It's a, cool. a it's a sensational and it, the design is beautiful. It's like this metal finish on the front. It's quite. Yep. It's quite like nothing I've seen before in terms of soundbars. I think it's a nice way of adding sound to a TV. And I always say to people who are buying a new TV, buy a bloody soundbar because why are you spending four grand on a TV and not getting good sound? Yeah. Although you think with the technology,
1: you're spending big money on a flat screen TV, and the speaker quality is improving. But just the sheer fact that the TV is so thin, you're not going to fit <laughs> yeah. a big speaker in there. No. But I think, uh, no, it definitely complements the, the whole experience, this, the soundbars and these new ones from Samsung, which I think are going to be available in the next couple of months, the first quarter, I think, of 2018. And uh, the N650, NW700, N650, as you said, mid mid range, mm. under a grand, hopefully, under a thousand. I think the 700 will probably be about maybe 11, 1200 bucks, yeah. maybe more. But both sound fantastic. The demos we heard in, in a pretty open space still sounded good. Like, imagine in your home, it would sound even better.
0: Check them out. Uh, Details at eftm.com and techguide.com.au. We uh, both travelled here as guests of Samsung for the Samsung uh, Regional Forum. A bunch of announcements and information we got out of the the week here in Rome. Now meet Orbi, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Uh, Orbi gives you reliable, secure and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home and we mean everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi. Full stop. Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls and stairs and doors and with a dedicated internet connection Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you'll have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speed that you're paying for. Plus, sleek design, state of the art technology really steals the show, gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au Orbi, better Wi-Fi Everywhere, <coughs> Stephen. Excuse my throat. Yes. Um, HomePod out now. By the time we yeah. publish, it's out already. Yeah. Um, out, what's today? On Friday in in in, in Australia. <coughs> Oh, I don't know where to start, to be honest. But before we talk about, um, the, I guess the the analysis, the comparisons that are being done about this product, I want to talk about the the experience I had in, <clears throat> excuse me, San Francisco, going to their audio labs. You talked about Samsung's audio labs. This just proves how, how important sound is to these companies, Absolutely, right? Yeah. Um, I went. This audio lab is in a just nondescript building across the road from Apple Park, um, and. It was weird because I I don't know I was going into an Apple um, office, so you kind of expected it was going to be you know Johnny Ive inspired mate. There's no way Johnny Ive's been anywhere near this joint right <laughs> ever because it's just it's a it's a dump. It's just a normal office it's building. Functional, yeah, not sort of. yeah uh, And either, and as you walk in, you know you've got people's desks, workstations, right? People sitting there working, and above, mate, the number one thing I observe above them curtain rails everywhere you know when you're at a, a hospital yeah. bed and they so can, can pull the curtain off yeah bed. everything can be everything can be right? pulled behind a curtain you can that just to me says utter secrecy right everything can be can be put behind a, a curtain but then they showed us these anechoic chambers now we've seen anechoic you saw yeah. them at Samsung we've seen them at HTC we saw them at Huawei we've seen everyone's got an anechoic chamber which is a room with foam wedges all around it top bottom left right that that's dulls and and removes all sound reverberation so that you can have the ultimate test of sound quality mate they had uh, Um, At least six small ones, five to six medium-sized ones, one tiny one that we saw, and at least two huge ones. I mean, we're talking millions of dollars worth of investment in audio chambers that they use to not just test HomePod, but audio, iPhone, iPhone all all their products require audio. I talked to them about the fact that... You know, on an iPhone, I always have this weird thing where people on the radio put their phone wrong and it comes up. that they, they sound weird. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing they test there. Where should you be holding yeah. the phone and stuff like that? But there was this one room and it was the hotel room we're sitting in right now. This room we, we went into was four times the size of this. And it had been yeah, built be, specifically good, be specifically for the HomePod. But it was so well engineered, mate. It was separated from the rest of the building. It was inside the building but separated by a meter. Do you remember the um, the Alcatraz escape from Alcatraz, right? They, he digs the digs the hole yeah, and, and the, in in between the the, the, yeah. the cells is a chamber. It's like that, yeah, right? It's like a gap. And there's a there's conduit running to run the power cables and things in, but even the conduit has a gap in it so there can be no reverberation come wow. from the outside world into this thing. And this is where they were testing HomePod. And they said to us the HomePod had been 6 years in the making. 6 years. 6 years developing wow. this product. They wanted to set about making a loudspeaker for the home. Yeah. Um, That was their original goal, and I think that's really important that we think about when we look at this product. This is this was first and foremost made to be a speaker for your home. Six years ago, there was no such thing as a smart speaker. Correct. Unless Sonos was Sonos around six years ago? Yeah, it was. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't a talk voice activated smart speaker. So here they are, Siri's brand new back then. So it's not not made to be Siri. It's made to just be a speaker. Twenty eleven. Um, and they're building this speaker, and they pulled it apart and showed us the, the seven tweeters around the bottom, the, the woofer in the middle, which is bloody heavy to just pick up on its own. Yeah. 2.4 kilo, the whole yeah. uh, HomePod unit, um, 2.4 kilo. I reckon 1.4 of that is the woofer. Big, yeah. big bastard. Another big woofer. Yeah, good woofer. Um <laughs> And and we're talking about old girlfriends, either yeah, mate. Right, yeah, we talked uh, in back in in June at the WWDC where this product was announced. We talked about the smarts of it, right? Yeah. Put it against a wall; it knows the walls there. It sends yeah. it sends the audio into the middle of the room and reverberates the the kind of uh, background acoustics into so the it room. Optimizes and
1: uses the wall as a speaker, like like the other. Yeah, like essentially, the
0: yeah. Part. So, bottom line, amazing speaker. Okay, yeah. I had a, I had a few days to muck around before we came to Rome. Amazing speaker, really good quality. I'm not an audiophile, uh, even to your level, um, but I described the vocals as crisp and the bass as clear. Yeah, because right. normally with a big bass, it's this you know overbearing yeah. sound, right? It's just this it doof on how doof. You,
1: it's like a recipe. <clears throat> it depends on, a, and it sounds to me that Apple has got the recipe right. Like you know how the they own beats. Beats tend to have if they if it's if it's mid high range and bass. The beats tend to have a, a little bit extra bass, a bit more of a serving of bass.
0: Well, the the, yeah. the home pod favors favors the highs. The treble is where it has its clarity. Yeah. And the thing is, the vocals—you never know, heard vocals like it. Like I I played, you know, we were Rocky on some Queen songs with Jackson, my son, yeah. on the Samsung soundbar, big loud sound. Yeah. And then we played on the home pod, and you could hear the vocals. You could hear the instruments, yeah. like the Samsung live music yeah amazing live music but interestingly I' found a couple of acoustic tracks that just sounded rubbish really 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 weird yeah. I don't know what it was but uh, there's a John Farnham acoustic album as you would expect and uh, and it was very weird it was like he he was drowned out by a lot of the music so I, I feel like it did fail at that test that fair, right? but broadly speaking a great yeah. speaker now th- then you then you add Siri right now there's a six-microphone array, two, two, three-microphone arrays around the thing, and mate, the most impressive thing about this was at full volume, you sit back and just go, "Hey Siri, do this," and it just did it. it. Heard you. I could hear even you. Even, even basically whispering. Really. Like I didn't even raise my voice, and I went, "Wow, that's amazing!" Like so, speaker amazing, ability to hear you in the room amazing.
1: So what can you sell it like? Hey Siri, turn the volume down. Hey Siri, so stop. Or?
0: Obvious controls: uh, volume, stop, start, all those different yep. things, and playing music. This so you speaker. Say, hey Siri, play me some music. And it'll just randomly Play, play some it. 80s party music. Play some John Farnham. Really? Play some what? Yeah. Cool. So they've they've what they've done is basically improved Siri a million percent yep. in music knowledge. Okay. So you, while you're playing a song, Hey Siri, who's who's played guitar on this song? Hey Siri, yep. when was this song um, released? You know, although it's it's a musicologist is what they call it. Should we point out that it can only work with Apple Music? Correct. So if you've got a
1: Spotify account, you're out of luck. Look elsewhere.
0: So you can't use Siri to play your Spotify music,
1: but you You, from your smartphone. Yes, you can. No,
0: No, 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 no. From your smartphone. Let's be clear. This is an AirPlay speaker. Yeah. Okay. If you want it to be, it's an AirPlay speaker. So my kids on their iPods, can, my daughter can bring up Taylor Swift and she can choose HomePod as the speaker,
1: uh-huh. so right? Can, like cast it from the
0: correct. Yeah. yeah. So it's an AirPlay speaker. Yes. She see, so I can play my Spotify on it. So your phone has to be near it. Yeah. How, how, so? No, no. As long as it's once it's set up, yeah. it's just like it's like Apple TV. It's in your house okay. and it appears as one of your AirPlay devices. Right. So I can play Spotify on it. I just can't command Siri to do anything with Spotify. So Siri can only do. Apple Music, um, weather, news, you know, what's happening, that kind of stuff, and okay. what they call personal requests, which we'll get to in a minute.
1: But Spotify, if I've got Spotify on my iPhone, mm. I can be playing music on my phone and play it on the HomePod. Correct. But Siri can't access it and I can't control
0: it with Siri. No, you right. can't say what song's this. You can't, you know. So Apple
1: Music, you get all the bells and whistles.
0: Correct. Okay. Yeah. So it's 100% made for people. So it's sort of driving you towards Apple
1: Music. Yeah. Well, you think people buying a HomePod, all your Apple fans and people who are in the ecosystem,
0: mm. they're going to be your first customers. The problem from. is everyone's comparing it to Google Home and Amazon Echo, yeah. right? Which... As soon as I had the audio lab tour, I went, here's what they're doing. They don't want us comparing it to Google Home and yeah. Amazon and Alexa because, yeah. mate, it's it's a five times better speaker than all, yeah. both of them. Oh, but, sure. Without question. But
1: there are smarts to it, eh? Hey? Like, you can do things.
0: Yeah, so that's the challenge the, the, is anything that's in HomeKit, you know, on my phone, yeah. my lights, my, my garage door, whatever the heck's in HomeKit. Which is a fair bit anyway. There's it's getting, it's getting much better. You can now do that with HomePod. Okay. So there's a huge amount of controls that you can have. So in terms of smarts, Apple Apple said to us that the the biggest usage and the biggest requirement for smart speakers was music. That's what this thing does best. Yeah. Um, then then comes you know smart home stuff does it well. All the other stuff like can it sing whilst with Matilda? no, yeah, you know and it doesn't. Or
1: Domino's pizza.
0: No, so there's no skills. There's no Aussie. That's a deal breaker. There's no Aussie anything's coming to it, yeah. right? And here's my biggest deal breaker is Siri. Still has no friggin' idea about anything in Australia. No NRL. No, yeah. hey Siri, where where We're where sal- are the rab- sal- Where, sal- where sal- are the rabbitos man. on on the ladder? You should be able to say that. Exactly. And she should say he. Sh- she should say the bunnies are coming last. <laughs> Wooden spooners, right? <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah. But that, so that, that to me is yeah. a big oversight oh, from Apple's it. point but of view. What,
1: and the problem is they've been promising that for two years. It's been a couple of years remember, since they've said that they'll get updated. And for do you
0: us. remember they announced the cricket thing last year, but it was actually yeah. IPL it was you know all about the Indian cricket because that's a big market for them yeah. so they're basically they've 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 got teams of people doing music and iTunes and different things yeah. in Australia, but not doing the basic series stuff just so those little, those little it's a huge drawback from... of the of a smart speaker to not yeah. be able to get that little information, you know yeah. now she can she can who's the prime minister she can do that. she yeah. can't tell you who your local member is. Google does that you know there's just it's just little things that Siri falls behind on. So the, the 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 good stuff is amazing speaker, really easy to set up, yeah. works great if you're an Apple family, if you're an iTunes uh, Apple Music user. The bad news is doesn't compare at all with Amazon or Google in in, in genuine smarts. It does yeah. most of the things that people would want to do though. So I think it's I think it's wrong to say it's a bad smart speaker. Yeah because it does things that people want to do, it's, it's, a, it's bad at a competition between those other two. Yeah, right. But, mate, the number one thing that's wrong with this thing is it doesn't know people in my home. So I've set it up with my iTunes account yep. and my listening experience. So, so in my, my I, I unplugged it at home because I didn't want my daughter playing Taylor Swift for the last three days while I'm in <laughs> Rome and influencing my favourites because I love Apple favourites. Every week I listen yes. to my favourites playlist. Yep. Apple is amazing at giving me, I think it's 25 songs, normally 20 of them, a great five of them, are, and yep. it's always good music that I love. If my wife, my sons, my daughter play their music through Siri with my account on it, she learns my music habits from them, right? So there's no, so you have to turn that off. And if I turn that off, then I lose the advantage of playing Absolutely. that music for myself. Yeah, right. So it doesn't recognize. But haven't you got family sharing in your? But it got, doesn't recognize well, it doesn't, other voices. Doesn't recognize does it so. other voices, right? Oh, yeah. So Siri doesn't know the difference between Harry and Jackson, or me and Amanda. Yeah. Like Siri should know when I say, "What's my day like today?" A, she doesn't do calendar. Oh. No, no, HomePod does not do calendar. You can you can add notes, yep. tasks. And uh, you can send messages. You can also use some third parties like so WhatsApp. Even if you and use an Apple's iCalendar,
1: it doesn't. So no. it doesn't. Work. I uh, it also doesn't pair with Android devices either. Nope. Can't so set it Android,
0: up. Android. If you've ever used AirPods, it's exactly the same setup. Pops yeah. up on the screen as soon as you turn yeah. the thing on. Says so you've got a new HomePod. Do you want to set it up? Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, so Is yeah, you can't Android, set it up with Android, Android users.
1: Get a Google. Home you can't Bluetooth it
0: from from an Android device. Yeah, your so music.
1: Then, so Bluetooth does it come up in the Bluetooth settings? No. So it just comes up as a. As it's air, an the AirPods. Do AirPods come up in your Bluetooth right, okay. on your iPhone? Okay. So yeah, you're right. But um, in terms of, I, I did see another. I read your review on Earth but also watched a video from The Verge did a yeah. review, and with the personal, like you can you can say one of the Siri commands is Hey Siri, read out my last text. Mm. And in this guy's video, he was in the house. He, he might have been downstairs. Someone else walked up to the speaker and said, Hey, Siri, read out my last text. And it mm. did. And this woman sent a joke email saying, Oh, by the way, I'm in charge now. Uh, so, <laughs> and, 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 of the Verge. And OK, what read back the message. Would you like to send it? Yes. So she, this woman not only could hear the last text, but also reply to that text. While he was there, I know the phone has to be in the home. Is that right? It has to be Yeah, nearby. so the,
0: the, the phone that's connected has to – when, when, cool. you, when you're setting it up, yeah. you enable it or you don't. It says, allow anyone to use this HomePod to send and read messages, add reminders, create notes, ah. and more with his iPhone when it's connected to the same Wi-Fi network. You either enable that or you don't. So essentially, ah. that's one of those things that when you're setting it up, you, you're choosing – do I live alone or not? So for a yeah, loner, yeah. for a bachelor, yeah. this is unbelievable, the things that you can do. Wow. But if you live in a home with other people, you've got to turn all this stuff off. So
1: if I sent you one of those texts that I sent you while you were driving the other day yeah. and Amanda says, I'll read you my last text, yeah. then she would have heard some pretty interesting things. Yeah, we,
0: we were testing what words <laughs> Siri would actually say. And uh, yeah. she says them all, folks. Absolutely. She says them all. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I think it's a massive failing. When um, oh, Google certainly attempts to recognise voices well,
1: um, well, we just talked. <clears> Bixby <throat> on a fridge can recognise voices.
0: So, I think I think it's a and it, for them not even to flag that that's coming. The only thing they flagged is coming is stereo. You buy two of them, that's a thousand bucks. So that's later and you this can have year, stereo. Yeah, an update, software update. So do you? you can have two of them for stereo. Stereo. Do you, Sounds amazing.
1: Do you, do you feel? Oh, I'm sure it does. But do you feel that this is kind of incomplete? This product, like it's it's uh, they've delayed it from December. Mm-hmm. They've held it up till February. And there's still a lot of things that it like the person that that, that's a pretty serious flaw that you can't recognise separate voices Mm. and and not having been able to set them up as a stereo pair already.
0: So the stereo pair thing feels to me like something they should have got right from day one. The Siri thing, I as much as this pains me, I just think they don't they they're just they're blinkered to it. I don't think they realise. I think no one's had the balls to say to Phil Schiller or whoever in, like in the testing of this, well, that's that, that's not going to be any good, is it? Yeah. Like yeah, they've all just gone. Oh, it's it. fine. You can turn it off. <sighs> but but my point is, I don't want to turn it off. I don't want to turn well, off yeah. personal requests. I don't want to turn off iTunes discovery because yeah. I want when I play We Were Rocky, I want that to I want that to count against my listening history. Yeah. So I don't want to have to turn that stuff off. So for those that live with other people, which is a large percentage of their audience, it, a lot of the good stuff has to be turned off, and I think that's disappointing. And while it can be improved with software. Um, over time, they can release an update this year, perhaps, that does a lot of yeah. these things. I don't know if that's enough. <laughs> One question I've got too
1: is Would it be possible, like we were talking about soundbars earlier, would it be possible to have HomePod as your TV speaker? So, mm. would you be able to, if you airplayed
0: something, would it, would it work through your speaker? So I, had, I didn't test this, but I was reading the comments. There uh, were some smart people reading the comments and replying on my YouTube and Facebook stuff. But apparently it can be linked to your Apple TV yes. to create an output sound. But I didn't test stereo, it, though. You need but you need two. Well, why? It doesn't matter. Well, you just have, have one, one sitting there. It's one. just not stereo, that's all. <laughs> yeah. So in theory, I believe there is some potential for that, but that sounds complicated and overbearing to me, especially that. because it can only be Apple TV then. What if I'm just watching the cricket? I've got to turn my sound back on. Like, it's not going to come through the Apple TV, is it? Well, I can understand <coughs> Apple making it
1: so that it works with Apple TV, but that that should have been – was that part of the setup where you could link it to your Apple TV? or no. Like, you think Apple would say, okay, well, here's one of our products. Let's make another one of our products work with it and make it better. Yeah,
0: as I said, I'm relying on other people, but I'm assuming in the Apple TV menu there's an audio yeah. setting that says, where do you want to output the audio to? And you can I'll choose choose an AirPlay d- device, you know? I'm getting mine next week. I'll <coughs> test that. That'll be part of my test. But, so um, yeah. I just think that it's a great speaker. It's a bit expensive. And let's just talk about price. You can get a Sonos One or a Bose Revolve for two ninety nine. You can get the higher, the bigger Bose Revolve for about five ninety nine. You can get a Sonos, you know, Play Three for six ninety nine. Revolve that, uh, the big one, that's <clears> the bigger it, one, it yeah. $499 it's like four nine nine or five nine nine. So it's it's, it's comparative, price, right? Yeah. So there are comparative and cheaper Play products, 5 right? Is more expensive. Correct. Way yeah. more bang and awesome products. So yeah. so for a speaker, I'm. I'm comfortable because you get. Ner- I mean, I-, I don't know if you get the same, but when you're reviewing a product for the first time, you-, you you hope that what you're hearing and seeing is what other people hear and see. I feel pretty comfortable that I heard and saw the same things most people did. Yep, yep. Most people f- saw the failings that I did. Most people agreed it was a great speaker. Yeah. Um, so I don't feel like I, I I was you know caught up in the in the whirlwind of Apple. It's yep. a great speaker. I'm really comfortable with that. Yep. It's not actually that loud. I read one of my our Australian colleagues wrote that it's so big it can frighten the neighbours or something. It wasn't that loud. It's not that loud. Just live in a small apartment. <clears throat> no, she doesn't. Um, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not quite. I'm not. I, I didn't. I didn't get the sense that 100 – because when you say Hey history. Volume one hundred percent. She says, "Are you sure that's really loud?" <laughs> you go, "Yes, it's not that bad. Like it's loud, but it's not." Did you say you know, yes and the...
1: don't ask me again? Is oh, no,
0: you can't say don't ask me again. Unfortunately, okay. she keeps asking you every day or so. Okay. Um, so look, uh, like it it's a well, five. Well. <laughs> yeah, it's a five star speaker. It's a three and a half star series. and I think, okay. but, but it's a five star series for music. So this is the yeah, problem, right? It's all about music. It's yeah. all about the music. If you yeah. try and compare Apple, it to Amazon yeah. and Google, you will always make it fail. But if you talk about music with it, Google yeah. does well, but maybe not quite as well one, as Apple. One last question for you. Yeah, do you yeah. think that <clears throat> Apple may
1: not including <throat> it, not being able to have it paired with uh, an Android device? Because you can listen to Apple Music on an Android device. Correct, yeah. So not being able to pair it to an Android device, do you think that's kind of limiting the uh, the customer base there?
0: No, you don't think? Not at all. Oh, this is made for Apple customers. You know, I, I try to find a way of summing it up by saying, look, if you live alone, you're in the Apple ecosystem, use Apple Music, this is amazing. <laughs> if you're an
1: Apple fanboy loner, yeah. HomePod's for
0: you. This, this is the there product you for you. If, you, yeah. if you're if you an Apple fan you who know, uses Apple Music regularly and you live in a family environment, it's an amazing speaker, but you're going to lose some of the best features of your it. your family
1: members not to touch it or go near it or talk.
0: Or, or you have to turn off some of the best features. Right. Um, I was amazed that you had third-party Siri integration from WhatsApp, for example, sending those messages and stuff like that. But okay. oh, So yeah.
1: WhatsApp, WhatsApp works on it. Yeah, so, there's a lot of third parties that use
0: Siri, but you've got to find them.
1: Our, our Or my prediction that there would be all these companies coming out of the woodwork the day it was released. Yep. Crickets, everybody. Crickets. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I, I thought that Friday morning, as soon as it's released, as soon as it's, it, it's, it's out – um, I thought that that would be the day when all these other companies say, oh, yeah, at least you can do this, you can do this, but yeah. nothing.
0: No, I, I, I unfortunately didn't believe that was going to be the case because I, Siri has been open for some time and it hasn't been, you know, advanced in terms of its capabilities over a very long time. But anyway, it's a cracking product, it's a great speaker, but I think it's one for you to reserve your own opinion on, Stephen. I look forward to reading yours uh, next week. HomePod from Apple available now. You can check it out at EFTM.com. You can see the incredible with the latest ULED TVs from Hisense. The all-new
1: Hisense Series 7 is back with features consumers have embraced, including depth of rich colours and detailed picture quality. With Hisense ULED, Australian consumers will always have access to the very best in content and picture quality. ULED is a result of more than 50 internationally patented technologies to bring the best out of its remarkable LCD LED TVs. Key features include 4K UHD resolution, HDR, plus a wide colour gamut and local dimming for a viewing experience that will blow your mind. The Stylish ULED Series 7 opens up Netflix up to 4K HDR. You can watch Stan, Freeview Plus along with your favourite YouTube. It's all built in. Using the Hisense interface, customising your TV to your viewing habits has never been easier thanks to the ribbon menu. The 4K Hisense ULED Series 7 TVs come in a lot of sizes including 50, 55, 65 and a massive 75 inches. c
0: for yourself today at your local electronics retailer, Hisense. See the incredible. Now, speaking of sense, Stephen, I think you've lost your senses. You, for some <laughs> reason, that at trip. techguide.com.au, are suggesting people buy their partner for Valentine's Day a breathalyzer. Mate, have you lost well, your mind? I haven't lost my mind. I was actually had this conversation on the
1: radio. They said, how romantic are you, Stephen? I said, well, I'd like to think I'm romantic. I've been married for 25 years. And, and they said, well, would you buy your wife a, an AlcoSense personal breathalyzer? And I said, I would, because my partner, my wife, uh, my lovely wife, Jo, she does drink. She does minor wine, okay? I don't drink. As I said
0: last night, I think I said I'd drink if I lived with you. Yeah,
1: okay. Well, that's probably why, uh, to keep her sane, she does drink alcohol, does be living with me. But in the the same moment, I thought a a product like that would not suggest, hey, you're drinking too much. It would suggest, look, you know what? Have your drink, but here's a product that can tell you exactly whether you can drive or not. Now, a lot of people, they wing it and they say, oh, I'll be, I'll be right, I'll have a couple of wines and I'll hit the road. And how often have you seen, If you, anyone who watches RBT, they think, oh, have you had a drink today? Yeah, I had one, one glass of wine. And they end up having eight schooners and they're blown over the limit, right? <laughs> but with this, it can tell you, as accurately as the police by the side of the road, exactly how much alcohol is in your system. And I think more importantly, a lot of people get caught the day after a big night. Mm. So imagine being able to wake up and say, oh, hang on, I've got to drive. Let me just see how I'm going. And they'll think, oh, God, I'm still over the limit. So in that sense, I'm talking where a product that can and, – and they range in price from like 199 to $499 and could be something they carry around in their purse, they carry around them. And, and guys can use them too. Guys can use them as well. It's not like for women only. Oh, I think it's it's not a bad suggestion. I, it's I, I a terrible swear. Valentine's gift. You should know that. <laughs> well, look, if you want to read about it, and is the, the site where you can order
0: them, but I've written, written about them on Tech Guide. Uh, They're the AlcoSense
1: personal breath
0: testers. It's much more likely, Stephen, that you'll spend Valentine's evening um, watching Netflix, uh, cuddled up on the Absolutely, lounge yeah. and uh, and perhaps binging a show. Jeff? Well, I'm suggesting that um, we look at some of the data that came out from Netflix. Um, okay. And this is interesting to me. 90%. Of members um, had had binged, I think, in in their first year. So that that, like
1: they go hard early. Yeah,
0: it's 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 a common what the ninety percent factor says. People binge, right? There's just no there's no no quitting on that, right? Um, And they reckon three days is how long the first binge usually lasts. Three days. Yeah. And I got to say, I reckon House of Cards was my first binge, and I reckon I smashed that in a couple oh, of days. too. Yeah, I did as well. <clears throat> but apparently, according to the list, they reckon Orange is the New Black is the the, the user's first binge in Australia. This is Australian yeah. Netflix binging data. Stranger, have you seen Stranger? Things? I I watched a couple of episodes when it's I not mean, for get me. Get into it.
1: No. Get into it. It's a great show. Love it.
0: Narcos done that. No, tick. Vikings that. never heard of it. No, of, of my wife watches Vikings, but suits well, on SBS. Tick. tick. I I watched House this. of Cards. I smashed that. Love that. 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, that's kind of a teeny teen show where this woman, this, this girl
1: has uh, committed suicide oh, okay. and then they go back to see why. She, that's why it's called 13 Reasons Orange Why. So Orange it's, Orange it's Orange a bit more game.
0: serious. It sounds really yeah. serious, yeah. Gossip yeah. Girl. but Jonah from Tonga. Is that that comedian dude? I have no idea. Yeah, I've got nothing. Yeah. And The 100.
1: The 100 is like sci-fi <laughs> sort of show, yeah. But, um, Orange is the New Black. I watch it. I don't mind Orange is the New Black. Yeah, Amanda watched yeah, every one of those. Good. Yeah, but She, she, like she binged Orange the
0: hell like, out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've, not, I've watched you a couple of episodes. Do you, you watch
1: Netflix together, you and the missus?
0: No. So you got your own accounts, just sort of watch and watch what you pretty want? Pretty much, yeah. We yeah. watch Madam Secretary together. That's about the end. Okay. Madam Secretary, Designated Survivor, 24, those are the shows that we watch together.
1: Really? Yeah. I, I, I like Designated Survivor. Oh, we've my, gone off it a bit. My wife, she's just started watching <laughs> Designated Survivor, so I'm waiting for her to catch up with me so we can, we can watch the, the new weekly episodes. I'm also a fan of the new Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery. It's pretty good. It's released weekly. Not a bad show. I'm also loving uh, watching again uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Seinfeld. I can't with watch these twice. twice. No, I I, I, they're, they're only 20 minutes. They're really easy to, easy to digest and you get through them really fast. So if you want to bin something quick, then comedians in cars getting coffee. It's coffee porn and car porn and comedy all
0: mixed in. All right, Stephen, we've got Vespers to uh, be ridden around on. So uh, let's wrap it with a couple of uh, reviews here. <clears throat> the Netgear Nighthawk uh, X4S range extender. Um, look, I didn't have a need for this. So it was a tough one to review because I've got Orbi in my home, right? Okay. So, which works fine. So I got Jeff Quattromani to, to plug this in at his place. Um, and he was, so he said to me that he's got a tri band router. But the, the Wi-Fi doesn't reach the whole home. For example, the bedroom. And these days, you put bloody Philips Hue in your bedroom. What does yeah, he want yeah, yeah because you've got Philips Hue in the bedroom. <laughs> okay. Well, how do you control your bloody lights? You're just going to switch the them off. Is he married? He's married. Yeah, yeah. He's
1: married. yeah. How long's he been married for? A couple of years. So it's still honeymoon face. <laughs> well, now I know why he wants Wi-Fi in the bedroom. Shout out to Jeff. Good on you, mate. <laughs>
0: batting above his average too, by the way. Is he? Are we yeah. all, mate? Are we all, Are yeah. we all, yeah. <clears throat> um, Anyway, wow. Um, so okay. he took the X4S from me, and this is one of those devices you plug into a PowerPoint. And... It then finds your network and extends your networks. Now, range extenders were our go-to suggestion for people back in the day yep. because they were the only way to do it. But the problem with the range extender is it creates a second network. Yep. So Phoenix Home or Hand Solo or the frigging hell you call your <laughs> buddy networks. Darth Vader. Yeah. Darth Vader. They, just don't start because you've got them all, I know. Yep. And then it creates Darth Vader EXT. So it's a second yep. network. And the yep. problem is you're at the front of the house where the Wi-Fi is and your, your phone's connected. You walk to the back of the house. Your phone clings onto that original network for as long as it can and then it jumps into the extended network. And an extended network is only ever extended as good a network as it's receiving. The X4S is slightly different. It creates a single network, like a mesh network, right? And it does that because it only works with tri-band routers, but it doesn't have to be just Netgear. It could be a D-Link or a whatever yeah. else. Um, so you can have, a, as long as you've got a tri-band network at home, you can set up the X4S so that it, it picks one of the networks to, uh, to extend yeah. and it uses the third tri-band network to be the backhaul, which is how Orbi works. Yeah. Um, it, Jeff was blown away. It worked first go. The biggest challenge with it is it's one of these big bloody things that yeah. takes up a whole, whole frigging PowerPoint. So that's the main no, issue.
1: There's no Ethernet <laughs> ports in it. So you can't connect – like say you've got a TV out there, you can't connect your TV to it. No. There's no ports there. So mate, so it, it's, it's about ports, Wi-Fi. So it's, you can connect your Wi-Fi to your TV, but you can't actually put a cable from your TV yeah. to it.
0: And mate, my other thing is it's 279 It's a lot of money. Yeah. Like You've already bought a tri router at some point for 500 or more probably, more. and now you're spending 279 so on this. It's about 1000 Yeah. House. I mean you're better off getting an Orbi or a Google Home or Google yeah, Wi-Fi right. or something like that, right? Shit. So it's a big expense, but if, if Wi-Fi is your concern about yeah. part of your home – Check it out, the yeah. X4S busy, details at EFTM.com. Yeah. Uh, my review is actually about a chair.
1: It's about a saddle chair. What? The Well, you remember weeks ago, we were talking about the standing desk. <clears throat> remember the standing yeah, desk? Yeah, I do. Which really I still remember. use and I quite like. Mm-hmm. Uh, this company got in touch, Sally. That's Sally spelled with an I. And they said, well, look, we see you're using a standing desk, and we've got a product that can sort of combine sitting and standing. So you can use it either with a regular desk or a standing desk. And I thought, okay, I'll give it a go. And it's a saddle chair. And as its name suggests, there's two halves to it. So it looks like a bit of a saddle. There's a gap in the middle. And what you do is you just you get astride this chair. And what it does, it, there's no back to it. So what, what it does, it forces you to sit with your feet on the ground. But if the way that the saddle's position is it forces your pelvis forward and keeps your back straight. So it's kind of giving you the benefits of standing because what what they're saying about extended periods of sitting is that you know your your legs are at ninety degrees to the ground and your 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 back is sort of being slumped forward. You, you slump your shoulders down. This is you kind of still sitting but having all the benefits of standing. So you can see it that, looks utterly ridiculous. Yeah, well, well, see here in the image on on my tech guide review is that. The the woman who's sitting down, her back is absolutely straight. Her pelvis is moved forward. So all the, the detrimental effects of sitting are eliminated in this using the chair. So it's kind of like standing, which means you can use it with a regular desk or a standing desk. Which it's height adjustable. It's also width adjustable,
0: so you can adjust it to your height or your build. She's gonna get a sore neck, though, mate. That computer shouldn't be that long Yeah, low. exactly
1: right. But and the build quality really high. Like the, the chair they sent me is like worth about nearly eight hundred bucks and built out of steel. Five year warranty. There's other chairs on the site that are a couple of thousand dollars with ten year warranty. So really serious company with a serious product that can actually have a really uh, a beneficial effect to your health and well-being. So if, if you're someone who's maybe thinking of a standing desk, this could be the alternative which could works with your regular desk. So it gives you the benefits of standing without having the standing desk. Or if you do have a standing desk, you can use it as well. So you're getting sort of double the value
0: just looks really, really awkward. Like the, the, yeah, it just, it looks like something a doctor would have in his surgery before. Well, it's a,
1: exactly what a dentist would use. You know how yeah. dentists sort of...
0: Kind of more around. referring to a, uh, you know, 16-week scan kind of um, <laughs> chair. <laughs> uh, like a gynecologist yes. would use. I okay. okay.
1: Yeah. I didn't, didn't, anyway, didn't
0: know all, Stephen's whatever. got photos of that at techguide.com.au. I'll leave <laughs> yeah, you to chair, reserve oh, your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, TechGuy.com.au. you can check out all the stories from today TechGuy.com.au and eftm.com you can follow us both on Twitter at Trevor Long at Stephen Fenwick uh, we are in Rome we'll uh, we'll be here for another day we are about to get on Vespers we're not allowed to ride them ourselves for insurance reasons yeah, I've requested a female ry- rider so I can, so can hang on tight <laughs> <laughs> there's, not, there's okay anything wrong with that by. is that right Trip? I voted yes but I'm not hugging him <laughs> um, and uh, so we'll, we'll see the sights of Rome and then uh, i don't know, go for a wander tomorrow before we head home and yeah uh, We'll uh, yeah, be back on deck next week in another episode from there. Stephen, it's been lovely to speak to you with Nick yes. here and Hisense. Great sponsors of ours, and we'll do it again next week. Arrivederci. Ciao.
1: Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. We travel on.